Hi, it's Dave. Welcome. Today I'm joined by John Gibbs. He runs a YouTube channel called Dr. Know-It-All, Knows It All, and he's been covering Tesla AI. We've got an exciting episode ahead today. We're going to cover what to expect um, with Tesla's AI Day 2 coming up this Friday um, evening. And yeah, we're going to go through kind of uh, some expectations, some guesses, um, we're going to, um, some implications. And also we're going to take a step back and I'm going to ask what's the bigger picture here? How important is this AI oh, day in the bigger kind of 10 year, you know, scope when we look at, um, the advancements in AI. So John, welcome to the okay. channel. How have you been? Thank you. I've been great. How have you been? You just got back out here. Yeah, yeah, I've been back. Very long uh, road trip. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're the first uh, uh, video coming back from Austin or coming back to Austin. I've been gone for five months and yeah, it was an exhausting trip, but uh, fantastic. Uh, we went through a bunch of national parks, state parks, spent over a hundred nights in our RV. Um, wow. Yeah, wow. good to be and back. And got though. to use Starlink, got to use the heck out of Starlink, I guess. Yep, so, yep. Yeah, Elon, Elon Musk is changing the game. I saw so many people with Starlinks on the road, especially at these uh, remote places. So yeah, fantastic. Right. Um, so John, first first off, um, um, I hear you're going to AI Day. Um, are you excited? Like, when are you flying out? What's the deal here? <laughs> well, so we're flying out. We're, I guess we're leaving home about 5.30 or 6 tomorrow morning and flying out. So we'll get to Palo Alto or San Jose around noon tomorrow. So yeah, so, so Thursday we'll have plenty of time and it, it's kind of amazing. As soon as, as soon as I said something about it, everyone's like, Hey, I want to meet, I want to meet, I want to meet. So it's like the calendar is booking up very rapidly for the time there. Nice. Nice. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, great. And and did you you got the uh, you got the invite last night? Yeah, I, I yeah, I got the invite. It said five to eleven p.m. I was like, whoa! I know <laughs> it was um yeah it's a it's a limited uh, number of people. That was a tough one. Um, I heard there's about three hundred people or so attending total. Um, so it's not a it's not a big event. Um, yeah, it's uh, going to be six hours long. It's going to be crazy. I think part most of that probably will be the beforehand and the after you know the presentation. Um, so I guess um, for those who don't know your background, you're uh, teaching at a university. Um, one of your topics, do you teach AI or as well, or what's uh, most I, of your okay, topics? It's kind of weird. I teach a whole bunch of things, but I teach at the University of Georgia, so I'm in mm -hmm. Athens, which is about an hour east of Atlanta. And uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so I teach mostly computer animation, like 3D animation, but I do. I actually have a master's in uh, artificial intelligence, Got it. and so I've done like classes where I've applied AI to 3D animation problems. And actually, that's what spun out the business that I'm like the co-founder of as well. So okay, perfect. I'm a busy guy right now. <laughs> that's that's all there is to it. I can imagine, and the YouTube channel probably takes up a lot of time as well. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does absolutely. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. So first off, Tesla bot. Um, I've seen your videos with Scott Walker, um, kind of speculating on the different you know, joints. Um, and um, today, I think you came out with a video on the elbow, possibly, or the knee. Well, um, we, I, we both of us think, you know, we were shoulder last night, and it's <laughs> yeah. evolving. But I personally thought it was the knee to start with. Scott was convinced it was the elbow. But but anyway, yeah, so there's, um, I, don't, I don't know if there's a way to share screen, but I could attempt Yeah, I don't do have, that. actually, um, yeah, I don't have the screen share set up yeah. here. Okay, but it's, a, it's by Dennis Hong. He shared an image. And, right. and on right. the background, there was a kind of a billboard with this, um, kind of it looked like a robot part. Um, right. Yeah, so I'm curious with the Tesla bot, um, what are your expectations? Like, what do you think they will show? Mm. Um, yeah, what are you thinking? Uh, yeah, wow. <laughs> Everything from a scrap metal-like thing with like an arm sticking out of it that works to, I, I don't know that they're going to have Tesla bot like dressed in the plastic, you know, the, the way that it looked in the computer render. I'm kind of guessing, given the fact that all of the promotional images have been like just the skeletal steel underneath. So I think if we see it, it'll look more like that. So it'll just be like kind of bare metal. Um, <clears throat> but I, I think the minimum sort of viable product is something that can walk, uh, that maybe walk on uneven ground, like up and down stairs, and then can do some basic tasks. So essentially the walking and the moving around part is like the mechanical aspect. It's like, can it not fall down? Things like that. But then I, I don't, well, I don't know. <laughs> AI day last year I thought was going to be entirely software focused, but then they had a yeah. huge thing on Dojo, which is obviously very hardware focused. So they may kind of split it down the middle and say, this is the hardware state of the art. This is what we have right now. But then I'm also very interested in the software state of the art. 
because yeah. obviously it's going to be an outgrowth of Tesla's full self-driving beta software. It'll be using vision to try to figure out what the world looks like, um, <laughs> to, to navigate, to not run into things, to hopefully be able to pick up objects or do some simple tasks at the, at the meeting. Mm-hmm. But uh, like, you know, with that's the, a lot in one year. <laughs> yeah. With, with the Tesla bot, do you think they will show just the, the arms and hands doing something um, because that was the invite picture, right? The, the arms right. and hands, or do you think they'll show actually the whole prototype robot? Yeah, that's an interesting question. I, I, I think it, I don't know. This is just a complete guess, but in my mind, they will probably either have a torso that's just sticking out of a table or, or something like that. So they'll have the upper half of the body or they'll have the whole body. I, I don't know. Maybe they just have the arms, but I don't know how impressed people are going to be if they just see like an you know, kind of an arm sticking out of a bunch of machinery yeah. that's working. So I think part of what people want to see is the self-containedness of the robot. So even if it's just the upper body and they're like, we haven't got the balance and the walking thing down yet. Although, you know, the latest image I think is a knee probably <laughs> indicates that they do have something like that. Yeah. But, but the idea that it can sense its surroundings, that the cameras that it has are functional, that it can see what's going on, it can make sense of the world, maybe some form of communication, either via verbal stuff or some sort of printout on, because uh, it's just got a black, you know, sort of screen for a face instead of an actual face. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking if they just show the arms and the hands, it could be a letdown a bit because you're just like, you know, from a table just doing something and, and open AI and others have showed like, you know, they, they solved the Rubik's cube already. So there's a lot of like stuff out there. So, um, my, I would lean on like Tesla shows the real thing and they show the robot walking out you know, and then doing something with their hands because it seems like Tesla is advanced with their hands and they've got to show something that puts them in the state of art in terms of robotics. They can't just show a simple (laughs) robot walking and then just, I don't know. I mean, picking up a box, I mean, it could be okay, but it seems like Elon has something up his sleeve, right? And he has something, a deadline by the end of the month, right? Actually in two days for the team to finish something. So, I mean, any, any kind of speculation on what that might be? Oh man, I the problem is I I'm hesitant because I don't want to like overpromise and have people go like, well, John said this and you know sure. be disappointed. But I, I think you know my personal opinion, and again, maybe overly optimistic, is that they'll have a completed robot again, probably without the dressing yeah. and everything, but that it will be able to at least respond to some non-scripted tasks where where they can ask it, and and I mean that not in the sense of like that just random audience members can say, you know, run over, run over there and do this thing. But at least that people can ask it questions and it can do some limited number of tasks. Uh, again, this is to impress the AI community. So it doesn't have to do like Boston dynamics and do the dances and the backflips and things like that. You know, yeah. that's kind of more like, which is great. I mean, fantastic for Boston Dynamics that these robots that can do that stuff. But I don't think that's really what Tesla's going for right now. There, it's very, very explicitly uh, a, a recruiting event. <laughs> and so I think you and I are both there as kind of influencers to pass on the information to people who might also be interested but don't get a chance to go there. And so, what they're going to do is try to impress robotics experts, AI experts. Um, you know, people who are in that field of work and, and yeah, I mean, the state of the art is pretty impressive. I, I've been watching a lot of videos about, like you were saying, the open AI hand that they had that can yeah. do the Rubik's cube that, uh, gosh, what was the name of the, uh, <laughs> totally blanking on the name of it, but, but it was about a year old video, but they have this really cool robot with two arms that can pick up objects and things. It doesn't have a body, but, but, you know, there's a lot of very high end state of the art that already exists. So the yeah. bar is pretty high. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's yeah. not a full bar. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Tesla AI day two is, is going to be significant. I mean, we always have some, some people feel let down by some of the presentations in the past, but I think AI day two is different um, right. because I think the, the product they're working on the robot is more significant than almost anything that they've right. ever tried. And this is the first ever prototype of this robot right. that they're releasing. So this is actually, I think, an historic event. This is actually one of the most anticipated events that I'm looking forward to 
in the past 10 years for, for, for Tesla, right. yeah. probably on par with the Model 3 reveal. You know, that was really high up for me. Um, but yeah. this, yeah. this is this is actually pretty, um, I want to actually try to share my well, screen actually, here. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. I was going to say right before you, before you share the screen, yeah. that, um, I, I almost liken it to the Tesla Roadster. Like it's that mm. early of, you know, we're talking about way back in, what would that be, 14 years ago or so when they just released that. But Tesla was a was a nothing company at the time. Nobody was really paying attention. But now they're releasing the equivalent of the Roadster. But, you know, potentially hundreds of millions of people will be paying attention to this event. So it's, it's a really big deal. And I can't yeah. even imagine the pressure that the people working on this must be under right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, You don't for want sure. another one of those Franz moments where he throws the ball at the, at the Cybertruck window and it shatters, you know. Be, in fact, I actually thought that would be an awesome demo if the Tesla bot could pick up a, a steel ball and throw it inside. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Why not do a callback? Anyway, so go ahead sure. and do your short screen if you want. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and try to share my screen. The reason I want to uh, try to share that, um, um, uh, actually, it won't let me share my screen right now at this, t at this moment. Um, actually, maybe well, people it, it can watch be. the video. Uh, I mean, you can just put a link to it. Oh, there you got it. I was going to say you you put a link okay. to it in the, uh, in um, the uh, description too for our video because we talk about that. But yeah, yeah, it's the top, like just left of center above the top of the cyber truck is where that that thing yeah. is. <laughs> actually, it's not it's not popping up on on my recording. Um, oh, 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 yeah. I'm going to go ahead and stop. So yeah, so okay. the the idea I have is tonight or not tonight in. in Two nights, yeah. Tesla is going to release the prototype. I think it's going to be a steel, like you know, body um, or lumen or something, metal body, and it's going to walk. It's going to be able to pick up certain things. Um, it'll have the AI hardware in in it with cameras, all that stuff. It won't be able to do that much. I think it'll just be able to do a few things, right? This is iteration number one. But Tesla knows where they're headed, and if you if we you look at that. Um, Dennis Hong invite, it has like kind of the cyber truck and all these uh, Tesla bot um, images and the Tesla bot images that they're showing there are the same Tesla bot picture that they first showed last year, right? With the whole kind of probably plastic body, et cetera. And so Tesla hasn't deviated from their final image. And so what we have is we have the situation in two days, they'll show their kind of metal prototype um, and then they know where they're headed. Right, they know the form factor. They know kind of where they need to go, and that's the picture of what I think is the most exciting product in this decade, right, or many decades to come. So we've got yeah. the prototype in two days, and we've got the final product that Tesla has shown right last year, and they're not right. deviating. And how Tesla progresses from that is what we're going to see year to year. Um, so, question is, how fast can Tesla progress in their kind of iterating toward this? you know, let's say, I would say final product, but a product that you can actually buy and take home and will be useful at doing certain household tasks. Not perfect, but at least useful. Like, do you think in five years I'll be able to buy a Tesla bot and take it home with me? Or have it walk okay. home by itself? <laughs> yeah. So, well, I mean, the first thing, and I, you asked about the big picture stuff at the beginning, yeah. and I think, like, just to briefly mention that i think the first clue is the fact that they have stopped calling it ai day two and started calling it ai day 2022 which mm. indicates to me that i'm thinking they're planning on a yearly one of these things in the fall that they'll have some sort of ai day a good recruiting event but also they get to show iterations of what they're working on so just i'm suspecting that that that's the case but uh as far as how quickly this thing will oh my gosh <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll answer you Saturday morning. <laughs> After seeing it, I'll have a much better idea. About yeah. It. yeah. Actually, yeah, maybe I'll, I'll um, maybe what I'm planning to do is after the event, right after, I want to just right. do a, um, a kind of first impressions, right. post thoughts right. event, just five minutes, few people. Maybe yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll search you out and, and get a five yeah, minute sure, um, kind sure. of first impressions on on Tesla bot, if it was better than expected or similar or worse than expected. <laughs> I think a lot of it will be explaining to people who may not be that impressed about a thing that walks around the room that it's like, that's actually hugely impressive, right? Yeah. <laughs> that it didn't fall down and, and make a fool of itself. So, um, but yeah, that would be, that'd be cool. But I always feel like I'm too optimistic, but I feel like it's a pretty reasonable thing that in five years, we normal consumers should be able to purchase one. 
I don't know exactly what the price will be, but I mean, Elon yeah. did say less than a card. So, <laughs> I yeah. Mean, I so mean, let's say fifty thousand dollars is kind of a target, you yeah. know, bar that's something like that, less than fifty grand. Yeah, I um, mean, if they yeah. show the full prototype kind of metal body and it's walking around and actually picking right. up some stuff, then yeah, I think in five years we'll we'll be able to buy one. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it's going to be interesting. Um, so, yesterday I was watching. A YouTube video by Sam Altman, the head of OpenAI, and he was mm -hmm. talking about his definition of AGI and superintelligence. And so he was saying he thinks AGI is when you have AI that is um, comparable to a median um, human being in intelligence, where you could have you could interface with with this AI via computer like a remote worker, and this person can right. do kind of the average of what a person can do remotely. Right? right, and then he considers super intelligence to be where you know AI is more intelligent than the collective human intelligence right. put together. Right, and yeah. I was thinking about that, and I was like, you know, Sam Altman and other people in the AI field, most of the field is so geared toward kind of this computer interface, like interfacing with AI over kind of a computer, right. et cetera, or voice, et cetera. So, but Tesla is doing something unique where they're actually having this physical manifestation in almost like a humanoid you know, form where you're gonna be able to interact with the robot, not just via computer as a remote worker, but this this humanoid is gonna be in your life, like in your face, in your room, <laughs> in your kitchen, all this stuff. And it just um, strikes me as, a very remarkable, unique um, angle that Tesla is taking. And I don't see like a big AI company that's focusing on the bot or this, you know, um, combo of the hardware and software and AI right. as strongly right. as Tesla is. I mean, what's your kind of take on that? So, okay. Wow. That is a lot of stuff. <laughs> so, so first of all, I have sort of a, a philosophical, like, bent that I think that for artificial general intelligence, which in my mind, I define as something that's conscious of itself. You can have like, I, I mean, your Alexa device, don't wake up. <laughs> anyway, that, it's very, very smart. But it's not it doesn't have an idea of what it is, right? It's just responding to me and it's taking things off the internet. So in my mind, something that's AGI actually needs to be able to have some sort of self awareness and understand itself. And for that, I'm very, very convinced that it's going to need a body. Um, I'm pretty convinced that Lex, no, I can't remember if Lex Friedman agrees <laughs> anyway, but there are a number of people on both sides of the fence about that one who are way smarter than I am. So, but anyway, so I think that, that what Tesla's doing is important because if they're going to move beyond just specialized tools, they need to be able to have it embodied. So I know that Google, because I actually just did a, a thing with Scott about that, uh, that they have a relatively simple robot that's mostly software focused. It has like, you know, a really simple arm and it can roll around and do things like that. Mm -hmm. So there are other companies like Google that are doing that. But as you say, I think it's important to re remember that, you know, take like the big players like Meta, uh, Google and um, OpenAI. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. And Microsoft. Indeed, Most yeah. of those are are. are NVIDIA is a little bit different. They're interesting because they're an enabling technology. But most of these other companies are software focused, right? So they're like, they're like, this is our focus. We'll make the hardware relatively simple so that we can test and play with the software. And then you've got robotics companies like Boston Dynamics that are amazing at making these hardware things and these, these bots that can walk around and do incredible stuff. But they're not really focused on the software. They got the software that works to make it balance and all that. But I think you're absolutely right that what we've got is Tesla's in this unique position because of the fact that they manufacture cars, but also are one of the top AI companies in the world, that they're doing both of these things at once. And and that really sets them apart. Yeah. You know, if they come up if they come up with something that's as good as the Google bot, it's just a thing that rolls around and has a simple gripper arm again. It's like <laughs> that would be highly disappointing because it'd be like, well, what are you guys doing? You know, you should yeah, be yeah. building something better than everybody else. Yeah. So it's sort of like like Google Mind or OpenAI Mind inside Boston Dynamics body, I think would be yeah. the correct way to think about this. And if they can do that, if they can show even a limited demo of that on Friday then yeah, I think the sky's the limit. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it's interesting also because a lot of these other AI kind of big tech companies, 
um, they're focused, I think, on the computer slash kind of mm-hmm. online, just that side, because it's most pertinent to their business model. They could, you know, have better search or better, you know, advertising, whatever, better, you know, um, with Facebook meta, like this, you know, VR experience, all of this stuff is not in the physical, like that's the DNA of Google, you know, um, Microsoft, OpenAI, all these guys are right. more kind of the virtual, you know, right? The remote, the yeah. computer yeah. side. And I think um, one of the difficulties of transitioning over, jumping over into this physical robot side is how do you make the economics work where you right. have to create almost an entirely new business model and you're not going to want to spend billions and billions of year of dollars per year sinking it into a product that no one buys. And that's what Meta has done with VR and is tanking their stock because no investor right. thinks that they're going to actually make it happen. So, right. I mean, it's just ruining their, their valuation in a sense. But what Tesla has is because they've got this kind of car product and their DNA is like manufacturing and, te- and Elon is so focused on be- on manufacturing a useful robot, and they're going to first use it in their factories, right? Probably hundreds or thousands of these robots walking around. That presents an interesting path to market for Tesla, where right. they can actually make the robot, actually get value of it from it from its you know um, factory work. All those investments in FSD are going into the robot as well. And eventually they're going to come out with a consumer robot. But I just don't see that path to market in an economically feasible way that other kind of AI companies have. And then on the robot side, like you're saying, a lot of these robotic companies are kind of small outfits, maybe 30 people or something. And they're they're working their best, but they don't have the AI chops like a big tech AI company, right? right? So yeah, it's an interesting kind of, you know, uh, dynamic and, here. And, you know, don't forget the data mode that, that Tesla has too. And it now, admittedly, we don't have things walking around in factories kind of data, but they have so much data from full self-driving and they have a simulation engine that's been built that is so good that it fools the AI into thinking it's reality. Mm-hmm. And so they've got, you know, they've got the AI chops, they've got this data to set it up. And like you said, they've got, it's not necessarily commercializing it yet, but they've got a way of saving costs at the same time that they're sinking costs on the bot. As long as it can do a, fu- a useful function in a, in a factory, that's one plus workers that you don't need. So therefore you're saving some money at least as they ramp up to be able to make it, um, to make it viable economically to sell it. So, you know, the first one's going to be how many million dollars, right? <laughs> the one that they're, exactly. the one that they're hiding right now that they're going to reveal on Friday is multiple millions of dollars to build this thing. But then the next one is half that. And the next one is, you know, 40% that, and then it just keeps coming down and down and down. And, yeah, eventually it, it should be in the tens of thousands of dollars for something like that. Yeah. And yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. a very exciting future, assuming that they've got this thing working. And given the fact that everyone's been, uh, gosh, who was tweeting today about how it was going to be an epic or nutty event? It was somebody from Tesla. I just saw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so what do you, okay. What do you say to the skeptic or to the person, let's say, who, who just thinks, you know, robots like Tesla, like, what are you talking about? Like, this is a pipe dream, you know, is it ever going to happen? There's been talk about robots for decades. It's never happened. Um, what do you, what do you say to a person like that? Who, who thinks in 10 or 15 years, we're not going to see these AI robots all over the place. Um, yeah. Well, 15 years ago, there were basically no electric cars on the road. So what are you going to say? I, I, I'll tell, I, I'll give an actual like anecdote here, which may indicate some way to go. So we, you know, this trip was last minute and we had problems because we have a 15 year old at home. And so we were like, oh gosh, who's going to watch him while we're gone and all this stuff. And it ended up becoming a, a significant issue. And we had to go and try to, you know, get family members to come in, all sorts of stuff. But I was like, if this was AI Day 2032 as opposed to 2022, yeah, maybe we have a Tesla bot that's at home. And you know, he's not an infant, so he's pretty self-sufficient. But it's basically like, hey, Tesla bot, watch him while we're gone. And it would be his buddy and his companion because they would have hung out a lot, and then it wouldn't be an issue. So that's just it, – it's like one of those things where if you kind of expand your mind and you think about, wow, in 10 years, just 10 years, mm-hmm. we could be at a state where that really could be a reality. Yeah, where we have these robot nannies <laughs> that yeah. are able to help us out around the house. You know? Yeah, yeah. The way I look at kind of you know 
the bigger picture is up until this point with robotics, um, it's been a, a dual kind of program or, or problem or challenge. And the dual problem has been one with actuators and manufacturing. There hasn't been the unit volume um, high enough and also the investments in that to make the body, you know, I mean, you have Boston Dynamics, which probably, you know, each robot costs probably millions of dollars. I don't know. But um, you don't have that type of high volume in the tens of millions, right, of robots being right. produced um, and, the, and the investment into the actuators. And then the second part is part, partly you don't have that because AI wasn't advanced enough to make use of that type of robot or body. Right, right to give right. value, um, and I think the bigger or the big development in the past ten years has been the advancement of neural networks and of you know this the continuous progression of how fast these neural networks are improving right. by adding you know um, compute power, transformers, all this stuff, and data. You were able to see like the progression is not stopping, you know, it's not tapering off. And I think with that, it's if, if AI just progresses in the same way um, that has progressed in the past 10 years, you know, the next right. 10 years of AI <laughs> is going to blow people away and that's going to provide. Whoa. Yeah. What's really scary mm -hmm. is that it's not going in a linear, like the past yeah. two years, there've been more advancements than in the past 10 years before that. It's just, it seems to be actually ramping up right now. Yeah, yeah, and, and, exactly. And then it's that- kind of frightening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a dual thing with that. That type of, um, the, the power of AI is what ultimately is gonna give value to the robots, right, value, and is gonna enable a company like Tesla to produce tens of millions, but give huge value to the end consumer. But yeah, I think um, it's the merging of robotics in high volume manufacturing plus AI that's capable of doing some amazing things, you know? Um, yeah, it's going to be and, interesting. And gee whiz, what company is positioned to do well with that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's kind of amazing, right? It, it, um, I mean, think about the car. Like if you just take the Model 3, the, the Model 3 was released in, oh gosh, when it was, it started, went on sale in 2018, right? So it was re revealed in 2018. Yeah. Anyway, so, so the shape of the car hasn't changed that much. And yes, they've made a lot of advancements and they've got giga castings and all sorts of things. But the advancements in the hardware have not been nearly as challenging as the advancements in the software, especially when you think about full self-driving and stuff. So if you think about it, if Tesla can get the form factor of this thing working and little tiny actuators and enough battery energy density that it can run eight hours plus or something like that and do useful tasks, that the hardware, obviously, they will continue to advance and advance and advance, but there'll be relatively little things that they'll be adjusting and tweaking. So most of the work in this thing seems to me like it's going to be software. Yeah, I, def I definitely agree. Um, because um, you need a, a robot. I mean, ultimately, um, it's the value that the robot gives, right? That will determine right, its value to people. And so, but to give value, like a mechanical device, a mechanical dumb device can only do a few dumb things. You know? It's not gonna give high value. Right? <laughs> um, so you yeah. need, you need the, the brains behind that. Um, right. And ultimately, you know, software AI is going to provide those brains. Like, yeah, um, it's curious, how did Tesla end up in this position? It's kind of crazy if you think about it. They were a struggling EV manufacturing company, let's say 10 years ago, even right. seven, eight years ago, um, trying to get, let's say, the Model 3 out just, you know, four or five years ago. Right. Um, but now they're, and they're, they're in this place where they're going to reveal this prototype of what could be the product that ends all products in a sense, you know, the ultimate <laughs> product. It is very true. <laughs> yeah. And it's one of the, the turning points I think might've been when is Elon's focus on autopilot and his decision to put in every model three, right? The hardware, um, AP hardware, um, right. and to invest that money and then to create this data engine, right. To, to build their AI, um, infrastructure. I think that type of that, the combination of those decisions to go all in with AI at that point, basically enable Tesla to get to this point, which I think most CEOs just wouldn't have done that decision, especially in the tenuous time that Tesla was in back with the Model 3 ramp, right? It's just a, right. a remarkably risky, bold decision that <laughs> is paying, I think, a lot of fruits you know, um, right now. 
and, and I think we have to give credit for you to Elon Musk because that yeah. it, it is true. I, you know, I was thinking, man, if I was the CEO of a company and we were like just barely making it in terms of money and we didn't know and the ramp was not going well, I, I would have just said, nah, cut the cameras. We'll just get the car out the door. But, you know, it, it, his his willingness to take risks beyond what most normal human beings are willing to take is really impressive. Yeah. And, and yeah, I think it, it completely owes to that. And then you look at, um, another example of that is the, the, the radar thing that, uh, you know, it's been revealed over time that there was a meeting or maybe multiple meetings where the AI team was like, Oh no, 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 we need that radar. And Elon was like, Nope, get rid of it. And I think part of that was because there weren't a lot of radar units because there was a chip shortage going on. But also part of it was he was like, it's a crutch. You need to be able to solve this with just vision. And, you know, who else is going to do that? You've got a product that's working pretty well. Yeah, it's it's selling well. You've got everything going well. And he's like, nah, scrap it. Let's just go for it. <laughs> that's that's insanity. Yeah. I mean, it's also insanity that a CEO of like how many companies like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and dealing with all these other problems can actually dive into the technical details and make some bold calls. Um, yeah, it's a, uh, it's pretty insane. Um, so Tesla bot, um, that's one highlight, of course, to me, that's going to be going to be the, the, the highlight I think of the, of the evening. Right. We'll see. Um, just because, I mean, the more you think about it, like a robot with, with brains that are is exponentially improving, giving right. that that means the the product itself is exponentially exponentially um, improving in value that's giving right um it's gonna be crazy what other um things are you expecting with ai day let's move on to let's say uh, fsc beta do you expect um hardware uh, four to be released by chance um Ooh, that's interesting so here, i'm very much think that hardware yeah. four is going to be in tesla bot whether or not they talk about that, I don't really see why would they put hardware three, which is like almost a five-year-old yeah. technology, into yeah. a new bot. Yeah, so, my, yeah, my theory is that AI Day is September thirtieth, the last right. day of the quarter, right. because this is exactly what they did the last um, time they changed the hardware. So if you remember back in Autonomy Day, uh, 2019, it was the last day of I think of the first quarter, and they said. Elon Musk said, okay, all of our cars now are being made with hardware three. Um, right. And so it's the, it's, the, it's the time of the quarter where you can announce a new hardware change is the final day. Everyone has taken delivery of their vehicles already. So no one can complain. Right. So I think yeah, it's after hours too. It's at exa five o'clock. Exactly. In the evening, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would peg the percentage pretty high that hardware four yeah. is being built in all of the cars already. Um, so the last like couple of weeks of the quarter, they've switched over hardware fours and all of the cars. They just right haven't now. announced it yet. Yeah, exactly. That's, That's, you know, I actually, that explains a lot because I was like, why are they putting themselves in a situation where on September 30th, the last day of the quarter, when they need to deliver all these cars, Exactly. Why would they do it? But that makes really, really good. Well, okay. Yeah. That's, I think that's a, I think that's a very bold, but highly likely decision that i mean prediction that that might actually come to pass so yeah yeah so <laughs> i would imagine like part of the presentation is going to be hardware for overview introduction like what are the specs you know right. how is this different how this will enable um you know the next step of iteration for fsd beta i mean if they release hardware for any other i mean we know probably better cameras i think five you know, megapixel cameras from Samsung, et cetera. What other expectations uh, do you think you might have? Uh, well, I mean, if, if what you're saying is correct and they've started mixing, you know, they may have some hardware three cars in the lot right now and some hardware four cars in the lot and just by the luck of the draw, get one or the other. So I think if they want to do this right, they'll they'll hopefully give an upgrade path to those of us who already own hardware three and say like yeah. it's going to cost this much and it's going to take this much this many months before you can get one uh and you know it has been a long time because they said that they were going to have hardware four available sometime in the 2020 2021 range and chip shortage happened so i could see samsung or tsmc or whoever just cranking these things out and they have millions of these right now so they're, and maybe they've been in the cars for weeks now in <laughs> some of them, you know, they haven't mm -hmm. been in all of them. But um, I, I think that if that's the case, then the AI team has already solved the 
sort of running in simulation problem because obviously hardware four and three will not be exactly compatible. So there's got to be some sort of like simulation layer that they're simulating hardware three on. And then what they'll have to do is they'll have to move from that over time to its own fork of that. And then hopefully what will happen, I would imagine that, I don't know, it depends on whether Tesla is going to charge us or not. Like if they're going to give us a free upgrade, I could definitely see that they would say like, okay, it's going to take us six months to give everybody an upgrade or Mm. some period of time, X number of months to do that. And after that, if you haven't chosen to do the upgrade, then you're out. You get the basic autopilot features and all of that stuff, but you don't get all the new bells and whistles. Because, you know, maintaining two code forks is a pain in the ass. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so if they charge, if they charge money, however, they really can't do that because if they're going to say like, okay, it's going to cost you $1,500 to put in the new thing. Sure. Like 60, 70, 80% of the people are going to say, yeah, I'll do that. But there will be a group of people who are like, uh, uh-uh, don't want to spend any more money on this thing. So in that case, you're kind of stuck with, with maintaining multiple code bases for the different hardware. So, um, but I think one thing that's really important is that hardware four is going to be an evolution of hardware three, whereas hardware 2.5 was NVIDIA based. And then of course, Tesla built their own chips for hardware three, but that was a huge like changeover in terms of code and everything. So hopefully they've made the hardware such that the software doesn't have to do all that much extra work in order to, to you know, work on that's true. <laughs> to use the old version, you know, on hardware three versus hardware four. So yeah, it'll, yeah. Be, make- it'll be interesting. Cause you know, you've got that, that thing. It's like, Oh, it's just a new piece of hardware, slap it in the car and go but it's the basis of what everything runs on and so if it's not working well and suddenly the autopilot goes from being this good to being like this good with hardware 4 that's a big problem so you know they have to they've probably been if that's the case that they're switching over they've probably been working on this for a half a year or something yeah <laughs> it's probably yeah. been a team that's been working on on revving it and making sure that it all worked properly yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, um, hardware for what about on the software side? Well, actually, let's talk about Dojo. Do you think they'll give an update to Dojo? Um, how far along do you think they are with Dojo? <clears throat> I, I'm, I'm fairly convinced. I feel pretty strongly that I'll be right about this, that they'll have one of the, I can't remember what they call them, not a rack, but a, a, a pod. I think that's what they call them. But mm-hmm. one big kind of server, and I don't know if they'll have it in the room there, but they'll at least, you know, have a live camera feed of the thing or something like that yeah, and say, yeah, yeah, it's working. So it won't be completely built out into the giant supercomputer, but they'll have one of the pieces of that supercomputer up and running. I, I, I feel pretty strongly that that's going to be the case because there's been a lot of rumors that they're already, they already are running. So well, Exapod, I think that's what it was Exapod, called. Yeah, Exapod. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it seems like such a, gargantuous task uh getting dojo it's not just the hardware it's the software you know all the enabling like uh, tools and things to run that thing it's like in a sense it's like it's like tesla's becoming almost like a hardware like a chip hardware company in a sense too right um because it's not just making the chip it's it's all the the infrastructure it's all the the stuff around that you know to run um that which is amazing um okay so we got tesla bought hardware for possibly we have Dojo update on the software side. Um, I'm kind of thinking that one of their focuses might be this whole occupancy network that Ashok has been talking about, kind of detailing that. They haven't really shown that in an official Tesla you know, presentation day. Um, so I think that's like a great, I think, focus for them to talk about. Anything else you think on the software side you think that they might talk about? Interesting, and I, I, I hope I'm surprised, but I'm actually not holding out hope for a ton of new stuff on, on the software side. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then at the same time, it's a recruiting event, and a lot of these people are like, they're not just robotics people, they're like AI programmers and stuff, so they want to impress them. So yeah. they got to pull something out, but I, I kind of feel like we're going to get a little bit of a rehash of what Ashok did in his talk about the occupancy network, because it's really impressive. Mm-hmm. But maybe a, a you know occupancy network two or some upgrade to that or maybe some demonstrations I, I i was thinking what would be really cool was if they could run a tesla in simulation not in real life but have it drive like give it a destination but have it go 200 miles an hour in the simulation and and say like look it's working this well that it's not hitting anything mm-hmm. going 200 miles an hour 
<laughs> where it doesn't matter if it crashes because it's in the simulation. If it can do something like that, that would be incredibly impressive that it's showing that it can run at that sort of speed. And that could also be a demonstration of hardware four, where you could say like, okay, so hardware mm. three was what, 72 teraflops per chip, I think. And I don't, I don't know. Let's say it was like, you know, five times that much or something. So they're like, okay, so now we can go from this level of performance where it's working fine at like 60, 70 miles an hour to like, we can double the speed and the thing still works. <laughs> yeah. That would be very impressive. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it seems like things are all coming together in the sense that you've got the occupancy networks, you've got probably a boost in the hardware. Compute power is always increasing with data. So your Tesla will be able to kind of project their occupancy networks further and further out in terms of distance that'll add accuracy and reliability to their driving. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, what's your take on FSD? Do you think um, um, in terms of timeline, how close is Tesla from, you know, there are different milestones that I think the right. track, I think we've right. got kind of this too ambiguous milestone of like Tesla has solved. I think that's not yeah. going to be the case. It's going to be more of a gradual thing. So, I mean, right. one milestone that I was tracking um, was this whole thing of when does FSD beta become um, a comfortable driving aid where it helps you to drive and you're, you're relaxed and overseeing it. And I think Tesla actually meet, met that milestone earlier, probably beginning of this year, you know, spring of this year or so, where I felt just like relaxed. And I felt like this was helping me drive a lot. Like right. one right. year ago, that wasn't the case. It was like, I had to be super yeah. vigilant. I don't know what, right. what the car yeah. would do per it, se. It also, of course, depends on the person because you yeah. know, my, my wife is not nearly as lenient with it. If it jerks at all or something, she's like, what's going on? You know? So, yeah. so it depends on who you are, but I completely agree that it's gotten much, much better. Yeah. Uh, so, so what is the next milestone? Is it, you know, <clears throat> is there something before I can close my eyes and just like not pay attention? Is there something before that, that we could track you think that, okay. we, you know? Um, so, I mean, the first thing that, to, I, I guess the first thing to say would be to use the old cliche. It's not a destination. It's a journey. It's not like full self-driving will ever like, like cross a finish line because there's always another nine you could add to like how well it drives. So, so I think for sure for however long they can keep developing it, but what would be a good milestone would be a car to car comparison. So if they took human beings driving their model threes, model Ys, et cetera, and over all the different circumstances, not just highways, but city traffic, things like that. And they said, this is how many accidents we have. Uh, this is how many injuries we have. Hopefully there's no fatalities, but you know, th that kind of statistic and say, this is people driving our cars. This is full self-driving driving our cars. And yeah. if they can show, I guess the first milestone would be equality. Like if there's an equivalence, if they're like, look, statistically, we have the same number of accidents, same number of injuries, things like that as normal people driving. And then, you know, we're one standard deviation above that. We're two standard deviations above that. At that point, I think that's a reasonable milestone, but I don't think it's the problem is that like NHTSA, like they uh, publish that information about how many accidents per yeah. million miles or things. But the problem is that, you know, exactly how does that data get collated? And yeah, some people are driving like 1965 cars that are completely, you know, beat to crap and they don't work very well. So they get an accident. So there's, it's just not quite an apples yeah. to apples. I would actually like human beings driving a Tesla model three versus full self-driving, driving a Tesla model three. Yeah. I mean, the, the problem <clears throat> with that is, or the, the issue with the accident kind of data is we're not going to get accident data without human driving like or oversight. Right. So right. we're going to, yes. you, you've yes. got this skewed data where it's like human mm -hmm. oversight plus FSD, right? You have that yes. data, but that doesn't really show the true capability of FSD by itself. Right. So how do you get that data? Um, one, one milestone or kind of thing I'm just thinking about right now out loud is perhaps the next milestone is when can I drive 10 drives, 10 typical drives in a row? Oh, yeah. With yeah. Zero, not just zero intervention, but it's actually perfect. Meaning right. there's no like hiccups or whatever. It's like 10 perfect drives in a row, right? That is actually pretty interesting. And then you do a hundred perfect drives in a row and then a right. thousand perfect drives in a row. Right. Like I think that actually those milestones actually might be pretty interesting. 
um, because like waiting for a robo taxi where you can just sleep in the car or something like yeah. how do you like how do you know that's gonna when that's gonna get here <laughs> it's like <laughs> we need something more you know like um in between steps and, i don't and, know but even that i i think that's actually a really good metric but even beyond that I would like to know that if my car gets into a situation that it doesn't, it's like, oh, what's going on? That it will safely bail out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you've ever driven like down a road mm -hmm. or maybe on your road trip, you probably did this for sure. But, you know, you're driving down a road and suddenly it's a dirt road and suddenly it's just a two lane thing that's got like ruts in it. And you're like, uh oh, <laughs> you know, and you're like, OK, I'm going to have to back out and figure out how to turn. But it's that sort of situation where if the car gets itself into a situation where it's like, uh, I don't really know what I'm doing, at least it can pull over to the side of the road and and just come to a stop and everybody is safe. Yeah. So I totally agree. I would love to have perfect drives, but man, what does even perfect drive mean? Yeah. It, does it mean does it mean it never is dangerous or does it mean you're never going like, oh, the car just went, you know, yeah. like that? Yeah, actually, I would say perfect drive is where the car drove just like a human. Right. There was no uncomfortable moments at all. And I think where we're at right now is the car, at least for me and my experience, let's say a 15 to 20 minute typical drive in the city or whatever. I think we're at the point where, yeah, I can get a perfect drive here and there, you know? Um, so yeah, I think we're in this one perfect drive. I don't know, generally speaking, but we're not at the 10 perfect drive in a row like milestone right. yet where it's like dries perfectly right just like a human um so i think yeah maybe that's the next milestone you know because i can right now there are dries where it could do a perfect drive right yeah. for 15 yeah. minutes um right. or 20 minutes um yeah that's actually a very good point and i mean to be honest when i do when i video myself driving for the full self-driving tests i don't intervene if you know unless i absolutely have to yeah. but under normal circumstances i'm usually like oh this is frustrating the car should be in the right lane right now because it's not we need to get over so i'll just take over so it's this kind of hybrid situation i don't know if that's how you drive with the full self-driving mm -hmm. but i've talked to other people who drive that way too it's sort of like you're right what you're saying is it's like FSD plus human is what we're getting right now, exactly, which yeah. is really good, by the way. I think mm -hmm. FSD plus human is excellent and probably better than most humans. Sure. But we have to be able to extract human out of that equation exactly. and see what we're getting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. So Tesla bot, hardware for Dojo, software, occupancy networks, other things. Any other kind of um, things you might test, you think Tesla might include? <laughs> yes. I, I don't know whether to say this or not, but I don't know if you read the waiver for the uh, for the yeah. ticket, but it, it talked a lot about going very fast. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't see I, I don't want to like get in trouble with the Tesla people, but at the same time, they didn't say that. But <clears throat> let's just say I'm I'm holding out hope for something that will go very, very fast and that we'll get to uh, demo it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like in the waiver, I wrote down some of the language that so everyone who attends this event, they have to sign this waiver online. It says you know, they'll show a demo of extraordinary capabilities of vehicle, high speed demonstration, thrill, could result in injury, property damage, or death. So you have to sign your life away, basically. <laughs> my, my wife my wife was like, that looks crazy. And I'm like, sign me up. <laughs> as um, soon as I saw possibly death, I was like, yes, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, to me, that definitely sounds like the new Roadster, um, for sure. Yeah. I don't know. It's, okay, you said yeah. it, I didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, we'll see. Maybe with the SpaceX package, that would be really Maybe, cool. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> So, um, but that could yeah. also be why it's a six-hour event because you like yeah they that's true. obviously they will not let us drive this car and there's only yeah. one passenger seat so it's one at a time that's <laughs> true take a while to i just hope i just hope they have some type of like big like headrest with some cushion or something because right. <laughs> that's just gonna be <laughs> like crazy at, like at the amusement park when they yeah. uh, when they do that thing where they put your head back before it starts so yeah it exactly yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> they'll have to have inverted airbags where it actually like the airbags come out and like cocoon you when it's doing it so <laughs> exactly. but anyway that's what, some people are like Cybertruck plaid or something which would be cool too that's fine but yeah. I'm, I'm holding out yeah. hope for the roadster <laughs> yeah um, any other kind of uh, closing thoughts here for me uh, one of my thoughts is Last year at Tesla AI Day, Tesla showed kind of the direction of their AI program of robots, etc. But it was a lot of words where the robot industry, the AI industry, they're looking at it, they're like, okay, sure, those those are hopes, 
Those are ambitions and goals. To me, AI Day 2022 is all about backing that up, saying, hey, here's where we're really at in terms of action and prototype, right? Here's the actual robot. And I think this AI Day is going to surprise a lot of people、um, in the AI field and robotics field. And possibly, it's either going to be this year or next year that it basically tests, it cements Tesla as kind of the leader in robotics. Right. Right.、Um, Um, but also AI robotics you know, together.、Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on kind of the significance? You know, I actually、yeah. like exactly what you were saying. I think this year is going to be more of a show me, don't tell me. Last year was. It was like,、mm. look, we're making、yeah. Dojo, we're making Tesla Bot, we're doing all of these things. And this year, what's going to impress people the most is show me what you've accomplished in the last year. But then again, I always think about the fact that this is a recruiting event. So it's like, They have to still hold the carrot. They can't say we've already accomplished everything. Why、yeah. would you want to come here? Because it's already done. So, what, are the, what kind of carrot are they going to hold out in front of these, like the best minds in the world? It's going to be a very interesting event being like a really dumb person in this room. <laughs> like, I'm sure I'm going to be a couple standard deviations below the average intelligence there.、Uh, but, but, you know, it's like, what do you hold out for these people who could literally get paid half a million dollars a year to go work at Meta or, or、mm-hmm. wherever else they want to work? You know what is it that they're going to hold out? So I'm I'm really intrigued about that, and that's something that I don't know. Maybe it's more of the same, but I would hope that they maybe even have another project, <laughs> you know, project project X or something that they're working on that's going to be even more amazing.、Hmm, interesting. Yeah, yeah, definitely.、Um, Yeah, it's fascinating stuff.、Um, right. I think, yeah, this is historic.、Um, we're in the、yeah. midst of an historic kind of sequence of you know, seeing robotics AI develop. This is the decade where we're going to see、right. massive, massive improvements.、Um, and at the center of this, there are other products, other companies, et cetera, with other stuff. But in terms of the merging of the physical and kind of this virtual,、um, the hardware and the software, I think Tesla is. You know, right where it's at. And so, yeah, Tesla AI Day 2. It's going to be exciting.、Uh, Tesla will be live streaming this.、Uh, right. Just look at Tesla's、uh, YouTube channel or their Twitter account for information. I'll go ahead and link,、um, John, to your、uh, Twitter account and your YouTube channel,、oh, Dr.、Yeah. Know Knows It All. People can check you out there.、Um, yeah, and I'll see you、um, at AI Day in a couple yeah, of days. Yeah, it'll be great. It'll be good、yeah. to see you in person again. So, yeah, awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. All right. Talk later. Bye.